God bless you and welcome to Yesterday Ended, Healing the Traumas of Life. I'm your host, Dennis Dobbin. Thank you so much for joining me today. Are you lacking in spiritual power in your life? Are you lacking in spiritual fruit in your life? Are you lacking in a spiritual connection with your Heavenly Father? There is one way to solve all of these problems in your life, and that is receiving into manifestation the baptism of the Holy Spirit. One of the benefits of the baptism of the Holy Spirit is receiving your prayer language, commonly known as speaking in tongues. Unfortunately, through the ages, speaking in tongues has been degraded by some and others outright deny its existence. Some say it died with the apostles. Others use it in a manner that scares others, to say the least. They are a bit over the top in their enthusiasm to worship and praise God in the Spirit. But the scriptures plainly teach that speaking in tongues is the will of God and that there are many benefits in doing so. In today's episode, I will be going through the scriptures that will show you that it is God's will and that there are blessings from it. Speaking in tongues will bring you power and victory in so many ways. If you want to speak in tongues, this episode will be a huge blessing to you. Give a listen. Is it the will of God for his children to speak in tongues, to receive, as Jesus described it to the apostles, the power from on high? Let's go to the original promise that God made concerning his people receiving the Spirit. We find that back in Joel chapter 2, verses 28 and 29. And it shall come to pass afterwards that I will pour out my Spirit upon all flesh, And your sons and your daughters shall prophesy. Your old men shall dream dreams. Your young men shall see visions. And also upon the servants and upon the handmaids in those days will I pour out my spirit. Not once, but twice in these two verses, it says he would pour out his spirit. When Adam and Eve transgressed the commandment of God, they lost their spiritual connection. Throughout the Old Testament, the Holy Spirit only came upon the prophets, the high priest, and the king, and a few select others. It was God's original intent that, as Adam and Eve had had a spiritual connection with him, that all his people, male and female, young and old, master or servant, would have that spiritual connection and know him intimately. This promise was given over 800 years before Christ appeared. On the day of ascension, Jesus Christ revealed the fulfillment of these two verses from Joel. This is recorded in Luke chapter 24, verse 49. And behold, I send the promise of my Father upon you. But tarry ye in the city of Jerusalem until ye be endued with power from on high. Jesus said he would send the promise of my Father upon them, and that once the promise was sent, they would be endued or clothed with power from on high. This record of the coming promise of the Father is expanded on in Acts chapter 1, verses 4 and 5. And being assembled together with them, commanded them that they should not depart from Jerusalem, but wait for the promise of the Father 
which, saith he, ye have heard of me. For John truly baptized with water, but ye shall be baptized with the Holy Ghost not many days hence. Jesus had been telling them about the promise of the Father, and he was saying that the promise was about to be fulfilled. And he gives them an example that as they were baptized with water, they would be baptized with the Holy Spirit in the near future. The spiritual connection that Adam and Eve lost would be established again with the outpouring of the Holy Spirit on the day of Pentecost, which was about 10 days later. In verse 8, he continues to describe what the promise of the Father would do for them. But ye shall receive power after that the Holy Spirit has come upon you, and ye shall be witnesses unto me in Jerusalem and in Judea and in Samaria and unto the uttermost part of the earth. There are two words here that are very important to understand, the word receive and the word power. The word receive here means to receive into manifestation. There would be something visual that would be shown, and the result would be they would be witnesses unto Christ throughout the world. The word power in other places is translated mighty work or miracle or strength or might. Receiving the Holy Spirit in our lives gives us the power to work miracles and be strong. The question remains, is this something that God really wants for us in our lives today? God sent Jesus to tell the world about his love and invite them into a relationship again with the Father. So did Jesus talk about the Holy Spirit and speaking in tongues? We find one record in Mark chapter 16, verse 17. And these signs shall follow them that believe. In my name shall they cast out devils, they shall speak with new tongues. Here we get a glimpse into the power of the Holy Spirit. Those who had received would have the ability to cast out demons, and they would have the ability to speak with new tongues. The following verses declare they would be protected from evil and be able to heal the sick. He's obviously talking in this verse about spiritual power. He was teaching the disciples and apostles what was about to become a part of their lives. There is another prophecy contained in the book of Isaiah that concerns speaking with another tongue. We find that in chapter 28, verses 11 and 12. For with stammering lips and another tongue will he speak to this people, to whom he said, This is the rest wherewith ye may cause the weary to rest, and this is the refreshing, yet they would not hear. These two verses talk about speaking with another tongue and that this speaking would cause the weary to rest and to be refreshed. Verse 12 is a prophecy concerning speaking in tongues and was quoted by the Apostle Paul in 1 Corinthians chapter 14 and verse 21. In the law it is written, With men of other tongues and other lips will I speak unto this people, and yet for all that Will they not hear me, saith the Lord? The Apostle Paul had the highest credentials of being a Pharisee and a student of the law. When God inspired Paul by the Holy Spirit to write the first letter to the Corinthians and to teach them in chapter 14 about speaking in tongues, he quoted this verse 
that connects speaking in tongues to this chapter in Isaiah. Here we get a clear understanding of one of the benefits of speaking in tongues is that it brings rest and refreshing to us. God placed this hint of what the power of the Holy Spirit would bring to his people centuries before the outpouring on the day of Pentecost. So now we have a couple references from the Old Testament that clearly indicate God's desire for his people to be walking in the power of the Holy Spirit. And we see that Jesus spoke about the power of the Holy Spirit and speaking in tongues. Jesus spoke about another aspect of the Holy Spirit within our lives, and we find that in John chapter 4, verses 23 and 24. But the hour cometh, and now is, when the true worshipers shall worship the Father in spirit and in truth. For the Father seeketh such to worship him. God is a spirit, and they that worship him must worship him in spirit and in truth. This record is about Jesus speaking to a Samaritan woman at Jacob's well. Their discussion was whether or not the Samaritans or the Jews were right in their style or placement of worship. Jesus concludes the conversation concerning the desire of the Father for true worshipers to worship not in a city or a place, but truly via the Spirit. There is a similar phrase found in 1 Corinthians chapter 14 that deals with praying in the Spirit. This is in the context of speaking in tongues, and we find that in 1 Corinthians 14 verse 15. What is it then? I will pray with the Spirit, and I will pray with the understanding also. I will sing with the Spirit, and I will sing with the understanding also. We have a choice to pray with the Spirit, and we have the choice to pray with our understanding, with our mind. Praying in the Spirit is speaking in tongues. Worshiping in the Spirit is also speaking in tongues. 1 Corinthians 14 contains God's instructions on how to walk in the manifestations or gifts of the Holy Spirit. This chapter details the truth about speaking in tongues. We'll start in verse 2. For he that speaketh in an unknown tongue speaketh not unto men, but unto God. For no man understandeth him. Howbeit in the Spirit he speaketh mysteries. But he that prophesieth speaketh unto men edification and exhortation and comfort. He that speaketh in an unknown tongue edifieth himself, but he that prophesieth edifieth the church. Speaking in tongues is a means of communicating directly with God via his spirit within us. We are speaking mysteries between ourselves and our Heavenly Father. It says here that speaking in tongues edifies the individual. It builds us up spiritually. Tongues without interpretation is for our private prayer life, while prophecy is for edifying the church. We continue in verse 5. I would that ye all speak with tongues, but rather that ye prophesied. For greater is he that prophesieth than he that speaketh with tongues, except he interpret that the church may receive edifying. Paul might have been the writer, but God was the author of this verse. And it says that, I would that ye all speak in tongues. That's pretty clear to me. It is the will of God for us to speak in tongues. But some people try to use this verse to say that tongues is not that important. 
prophecy is the desired thing because they interpret prophecy as teaching. Though the office of a teacher can be an anointing of the Holy Spirit, this type of prophecy, as it said in verse 3, would bring edification, exhortation, and comfort. In chapter 14 of 1 Corinthians, there is seven uses of the word church and seven uses of the word edify or edification. This should help us understand that in the culture of the church, the things that are done are to edify, exhort, and comfort those present. It is talking in this chapter about how to bless the body by speaking in tongues with interpretation and prophecy. Another benefit of speaking in tongues is revealed in verse 17. For thou verily givest thanks well, but the other is not edified. In verses 7 through 16, the Apostle Paul is talking about speaking in tongues in the church. In the church, when we speak in tongues, it should be interpreted, which is another action of the Spirit. When we speak in tongues and interpret, the Holy Spirit works in us or gives us inspiration or, as some say, in-spirit action. The Holy Spirit is giving us a message to, again, edify, exhort, or comfort. Then we get to verse 17, where it sums it up that while you are speaking in tongues, you are giving thanks well, but in the church, without interpretation, the others are not edified. The point being that within the church, tongues must always be interpreted. But in our private prayer life, tongues is a way to give thanks well. How can we ever thank God enough for all that he has done? I remember years ago being in a quandary of praying in the morning and saying, Thank you, God, for your love. Thank you, God, for your grace. Thank you, God, for your mercy. Thank you, God, for your patience, and etc. and etc. I was trying to cover all the bases of what to thank God for, and then I was reminded of 1 Corinthians chapter 14, verse 17, that says, When you speak in tongues, you are giving thanks well. I can thank God with my understanding, and I can thank God in the Spirit. Just as it had said in verse 15 that I can pray with the Spirit and I can pray with my understanding. And another blessing of praying in the Spirit is revealed to us in Romans chapter 8, verses 26 and 27. Likewise, the Spirit also helpeth our infirmities, for we know not what we should pray for as we ought. But the Spirit itself makes intercession for us with groanings which cannot be uttered. And he that searcheth the hearts knoweth what is the mind of the Spirit, because he maketh intercession for the saints according to the will of God. As my example about how to thank God shows that speaking in tongues helps us thank him fully, here in these two verses it shows that the Spirit helps overcome our inability to pray fully. Even if you live with your mom and dad for a couple of decades— there's no way to know everything that's going on within their hearts and minds. Praying in the Spirit enables us to pray perfectly for everything. We simply set our mind upon a person, place, or thing and speak in tongues. The Spirit makes intercession for us through this act of speaking in tongues. There are a couple other verses that show benefits of speaking in tongues. One we find in Jude, verse 20. But ye, beloved, building up yourselves on your most holy faith, praying in the Holy Ghost. 
Here again we see the benefit of speaking in tongues, that it builds us up in our faith. The Holy Spirit works with in our hearts to strengthen us in spiritual ways that our minds cannot accomplish. This building up is like building a house. Jesus Christ is the foundation, and then we are tasked with working with him to complete the structure. Speaking in tongues fills in the gaps in our lives where our minds just aren't powerful enough. The last verse I'd like to share is in Ephesians chapter 3, verse 16. That he would grant you, according to the riches of his glory, to be strengthened with might by his Spirit in the inner man. In Jude, the benefit of speaking in tongues was to build us up. Here in Ephesians, it is to receive might or power by his Spirit that has an impact. As one translation puts it, supernatural strength floods your innermost being. What we cannot do through our own will or strength, the Holy Spirit enables us to accomplish as we speak in tongues. No longer hollow in his spirit I now follow. His gift to me bestowed, and now I can overflow. Within resides his power, so I no longer need to cower, speaking a language unknown, sent from his heavenly throne. By it I find his rest and can overcome all stress. His spirit, not my lungs, gives the words I speak in tongues. All these verses that I have shared with you indicate the will of God concerning speaking in tongues. We see from Joel that God intended his people to have a spiritual connection with him. And throughout the rest of the verses, you see the detail of the benefits of having received the Holy Spirit in your life. I like to think of it as the Holy Spirit showed up with a toolbox. Within that toolbox are nine tools that we can use to benefit our lives and the lives of those in the church. It says in Romans chapter 10, verse 17, that faith comes by hearing and hearing the word of God. You have heard the word of God concerning speaking in tongues today, and I pray that your faith is built up so that you can now receive the blessing of your prayer language, speaking in tongues. I pray in the name of Jesus for any barriers or fears to be removed from your life and that you can now have the joy of a spiritual connection with God like never before. Speaking in tongues builds the inner man so that your spiritual five senses are sharpened and you can walk in the Spirit and show forth the power of God he so wants you to have. Enjoy speaking in tongues. It's God's blessing to his children.